welcome back to today's episode of Firelight, where we talk about the LGBT community and its place within ISM and beyond. So um, just to address our little mini hiatus, we are a majority senior cast, so we have been hella busy with predictive and everything, but we really are trying to make this podcast as great as possible and have it as a news outlet for all of ISM. Um, so anyways, we are here today with the co-hosts. We have David. And we are also joined with, they can't see you wave because it's like an audio. Yeah, thing. I know. It was it just is. instinctive. <laughs> Wait, should we say hello? Um, yeah, go for it. You can introduce yourselves. All right. Hey, I'm David. Uh, I'm a senior at ISM. Okay. And we are joined with Caden. Um, he is the GSA president for this year. Um, Caden, would you like to introduce yourself real quick? Okay, so uh, my name is Kaylin Ramoldes. I'm uh, a senior at ISM. Do you want to briefly talk about right. what the GSA is? Um, Wait. Yeah, and like what its place is within the ISM community. Yeah, so basically um, GSA stands for uh, Gender Sexuality Alliance, and it aims to like unite both like LGBTQ uh, youth and like like also allied youth. And... Um, it, we do like a bunch of things like let's say like advocacy, spreading awareness, and like try to provide a support system for like LGBT uh, ISM students. Like, can we just ask you what you identify with and what that means to you, just as like a preface to all of this? Oh, uh, I'm uh, transgender, um, and yeah, that I mean that's <laughs> what it means to pretty me. Much uh, it. That's pretty much it. That's <laughs> it. Like, um, when did you come out, and what um, what brought you to that? Obviously, it's like a big deal. Like, what brought you to coming out to your friends and family? Uh, so I came out in the eighth grade, which was about like five years ago. And um, I think what brought me to that point was just I I grew up very um, very um, in a very conservative home where it was like obviously like not okay to be that so as soon as like I reached ISM I just kind of like uh mustered like the courage to actually do it and yeah so that's how I uh, came to that point that's really cool um I feel like now we can get into David's question because that was just like a brief little introduction and okay yeah uh so uh, I guess let's just jump right into it. So I think the first question, uh, which a lot of people might be wondering, is in your opinion, is there a problem with the way that LGBTQ students are treated in ISM? Well, in my opinion, I think that um, although people like may, might not like say it to your face, I think it comes out in a lot of like microaggressions or like a lot of jokes that. I think that's where the a lot of the problem like really lies, and like although like a lot of people might not like say they support or like might not like necessarily like see themselves as homophobic. Like I think a lot of the actions that are like normalized is like a part of the problem, in my opinion. So do you? Th- um, sorry. Um, do you think that ISM does enough? for LGBT students and individualists at the school? I mean, I can only speak for, I guess, like, maybe for me, like, in terms of, like, transgender people. Um, it was very, like, how they, I feel like my experience with the school 
from like middle school and high school is like really different because I think when I uh, came out in middle school, they didn't really, I'm not sure, but I don't really think they really knew how to deal with this sort of thing or like what to do. So although they didn't have bad intentions, I think they were just confused a lot of the times, like in terms of like, oh, like if we go overnight trips, where will they put me? Like, I, you know, stuff like that or or uh, name and power school, what do they do? Just things like that, I think could have been like improved upon like back then. Um, so, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so I guess going back to what you mentioned earlier, so it, it seems like it's more of a, a problem of implicit bias maybe, or, or a lack of awareness with ISM. Or do you also think that there's elements of explicit homophobia that maybe people maybe feel like they can't express yeah. but actually hold? Especially within the context of a very Catholic society and country. And I like would you guys say that ISM is more on the conservative side? Like, as a question to all of you guys, I don't even know. This is just me, uh, and I'm comparing it to what I saw at a uh, public school in the U.S. I think ISM is more... Uh, sexually conservative like in the sense of people yeah, don't de- yeah. talk about the sorts of things at least as openly as, as you would in the u.s with oh you know hookups and, and that sort of thing i don't know how that yeah. might interact with how lgbtq students are treated but that's been my experience people are much more much less sexually open in ism i think that's also in general like an element of asian culture but I don't know. I think in the Philippines, I'm not Filipino. Being LGBT isn't that uncommon. Like, it's sent race within society. Like, how would you feel about that? No? Because I know there's some, <laughs> there's some like, celebrities or pop culture that do identify as being LGBT. So yeah. I'm just wondering how that plays out um, when it comes to, like, the societal portion of it. I think societal, like, in terms of in the Philippines, I think it's tolerated, but it's not really accepted. I think if you ask most, I think it's safe to say majority of Filipinos still, still don't think it's like morally like acceptable or like should be condoned in society. And that obviously, I guess that has to do with the fact like it's the Philippines is like heavily influenced by like Catholicism. And yeah, unfortunately, like, yeah, I know there's like a lot of... Um, like, you say, LGBT actors and stuff. But I, from what I see, like, I think it's mostly just comedians. And, like, just, it's never really, like, it, it's very rarely you see, like, um, people who are, like, LGBT like representation here where they're actually, like, respected or, like, it's usually, like, they make fun of them or they're just used as a joke or, like, they're just... For comedic purposes and like nothing more. That's from that's what I see. So, would it would it be fair to say then that maybe the attitude in the Philippines is less or is not as hostile or aggressive as it's more like sort of a lack of appreciation or a, a an inability to to take people from that community seriously or. Um, I don't want to put words no. in your mouth. Yeah. Uh, um, from what, like, personally, like, from what I've seen, I think um, it's it's a mix. But I, from what I've seen, 
I think there's a lot of hostility. I, I, I just think, I still think there's a lot of hostility and I think a lot of Filipinos are against it. Obviously, that's changing with, like, younger generation, but I think for the most part, uh, like, politics and, like, all of these, like, people, like, it's really not an accepted thing in Filipino society, more just tolerated. I did hear this one story. I don't think it was um, publicized well enough, but it was the story... Um, Kaden, I saw you repost it on your story, so that's how I first came to know of it. It was this transgender um, woman, I think, that was shoved into a toilet or something by this American... The, this Marine, um, right? And Duterte yeah, pardoned him? Yeah, something like that. I, I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, yes, like, that's, like, one of the reasons why, like, I would say that it's still pretty hostile. I think, like... Like they'll they'll like put them on TV and use them for comedic purposes, but when when it comes to actually like fighting for their rights or like putting in laws to actually protect them and all of that, it's it's really like there's not much of that. It sounds seen. very performative, like yeah, it's just for it show. Is. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I know a lot of countries. I don't I don't know if the Philippines had this, but one thing that really shocked me because I heard about that case and I I sort of looked at it deeper. One of the things that really shocked me. This is crazy to me, but. In some countries, there's there's actually laws where if you, like, I think become violent towards a, a transgender person because, like, you didn't know that they were transgender, they kind of excuse it because the reasoning is, like, I don't know, you, you felt betrayed or whatever, so it kind of makes you crazy, and then it kind of becomes permissible to use violence. Like, apparently that, that that's a legitimate exception in some countries. That's and, insane. Yeah. That's that, absolutely insane. Yeah, I just find it crazy, but it's it's something that's, that's permitted. I guess it goes to show that. I think it's so wild that people will have relationships with people that are openly from the LGBT community. And as soon as anyone calls it out, they'll be like, oh, I didn't know. Or, you know, they'll try to like cover it up because it looks bad or whatever. Or I guess in like modern terms, they would call it like sus. But it's just kind of embarrassing, to be honest. Like just a lot of people, I think, tend to be closeted, especially like speaking to my culture, like South Asian culture. Um, there's a lot of abuse, especially to younger boys, which is just, I think, internalized masked homophobia, just really being, like, closeted. So I think, there, especially within Asian societies, there needs to be more open talks about homosexuality or being part of the LGBT community. And it's, like, not a bad thing at all. You know, it doesn't need to be under wraps or a taboo subject. Yeah, like, I definitely do agree. Like, I think that... Um... Like, I don't, like, I, I don't think it should be taboo, but I also don't think it should be, like, a big deal. Like, I think, like, the ultimate goal is, like, for it, like, not a big deal or not to be such, like, a, just to be, like, normalized, normalized I guess, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think this actually leads into a, a series of questions that I had, which is, so, do, do, do you consider being LGBTQ an identity? Because a lot of people, like, I don't know seem to think that it is and a lot of people i mean it's a very common stereotype on social media where people will be like oh oh um i think well i guess you can say like it it could be like a part of someone's identity but i don't like to think of it as like i don't think it makes up anyone's identity because being a part of that community community doesn't really tell you anything about the person at all like i don't think what your sexuality is or like whether or not you're transgender or whatever like gives you much info about the person so i guess it's just like to me it's just a 
of someone that is like unimportant like it's just you know it doesn't tell you much so it's not like representative of the entire person and yeah their yeah. values got it so um i guess going back what what sorts of microaggressions like what are the sorts of things yeah. faced by uh you know, Especially like if you feel comfortable talking about your own experiences with an ISM. Oh, like what um, have you faced? Oh, what have I want to share? That is okay. Um, well, I think in ISM, I guess you can say like maybe gay jokes or like um, using certain slurs that would be considered like microaggressions. And then, I mean, personally for me, I just think I don't think I've experienced much, but. I guess one would be, like, purposely, like, being misgendered. I think that's the only microaggressions I faced at ISM. So and, do you think yeah. overall, though, have people, um, your pronouns are he, him, right? Yeah. Um, do you think that people have embraced that? Or yeah, are there I think. Where you have to, like, correct people, or how does that usually play out for you? I think, uh, like, majority of people have, like, embraced that and I think, like, oh, I'm not homophobic. I think you really have to understand, like, say, like, that, like, what, what, how, like, you're negative, like, you're associating something negative with the word gay, which, like, doesn't really make any, like... Yeah, I mean, when you... Yeah, like, it's, it's just, like, um... So, like, if you... How, like, using it as, as an, like, a negative, like, adjective would be okay. Yeah, I, I get that. Because, like, if somebody gets a, a low score on a test and they say, oh, that's gay, I mean, I, I mean, it's the sort of thing people would say. Imagine getting a three on a test and you're like, dang, that three is so gay. Like, I would really not know what to respond to that. I, just, <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I think it's because it is. But, it does. It but, does. But, I mean, what else can that mean besides gay is bad? Like, what else could that possibly so, be implying? Okay, something that I've noticed at ISM is there's, there's a lot of, like, casual racism or homophobia that happens but the culture of it is you're not supposed to confront it you're just supposed to laugh it off do you think that's true because in my experience where people have said like dumb stuff to me and i've been like ready to square up someone next to me has been like hey hey like calm down like they didn't mean it like it, it was just a joke but to me it's like you're going to one of the best schools in the philippines like do better like it's not like you're uneducated and you don't have all these resources at your fingertips you're not exposed to all different cultures like it's just do you guys ever experience that where someone's just like no 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 like it's fine just like brush it off yeah i think like a few times i guess how it's because you people don't want to have those uncomfortable conversations or kill the vibe or whatever but you know sometimes those are very necessary conversations to have with your friends so regarding this problem what are ways to be a good ally to lgbt individuals how can we like sphere of inclusion um, I, I will, to be honest, I don't even think it takes that much to be a good ally. I think, um, perspective, I think one of the is just make a big deal or don't think of you any different from the other person or like look at you any differently. I think that's like one of the best things. And another thing is, I guess, like, do you think you do differently? And I think this also leads into the concept of LGBT representation in the media. Because, you know, like, in last episode, we were talking about Shirag Gupta and how he literally had no indicated except to have a personality besides, like, yeah. diverse community. Like, what's in shows. 
at least like they try to maybe I don't know what do you how do you how to phrase this correctly maybe like win money for like getting like a diverse or like most diverse amount of people but then like it's not really genuine because they don't really like most of them they really give like a a good story or or any like sort of character development besides them being gay so it's not really one thing I've, I've one thing I noticed oh sorry I just going to say one thing I've noticed personally is that I feel like for a lot of the you know the gay characters that I see it's either like it's it's like either they're gay and that's the plot of the media like it's like about them and then their story coming out or else it's like uh they're kind of a side character like I I just I don't know if I can think of any examples where there's like a main character on the show gay and it it, and it's just like not it, it's just not part of the show at all it's just like you know oh they're left-handed or whatever like i think it's a bit interesting i don't know yeah can we i did not think of a single tv show where the main character is gay without that being their entire plot or like they have this intricate backstory about you know i can do you guys have any names like i'm racking my mind I cannot i mean i, I think it Maybe that kind of relates to uh, what Caden was talking about earlier with, like, uh, just trying to normalize it and make it not even a, a thing that's that's even noteworthy or that people will even think about. It's just like, oh, you know, it's just a thing. Like, oh, I'm left-handed, right? Oh, I'm gay. It, it doesn't have to be a big deal. And I think a part of that is not, you know, maybe also just having these characters who are gay and then it it's just it's not a big deal at all. I don't know. Something I do want to address, uh, I remember when I was in eighth grade, and obviously I'm not sure if you would know about this, because like the GSA has obviously gone through many different renovations, and you guys under are under new management, but I do remember in like the eighth grade, um, the GSA had just come out, and they had this YouTube channel, and do you remember, do you know what I'm talking about? Did you ever watch those videos? Yeah, I've seen I've seen a few. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, when the alumni had the GSA, uh, just objectively speaking, this is like actually like what was in the video. Um, I think they addressed like how would you say they addressed the ISM community? Do you think it was effective? Can you explain what was on, like what they said, or should I? I don't know. Um, it's not that bad. It just for information's sake. Wait, I think you remember it more than I do. Yeah, so they had this video, and it was like, why I hate heteronormativity. And obviously, uh-huh. like, it could it could come across as satire, but in the community like ISM, especially, like, five years ago, I don't think people saw that as satire. So there was this reputation as the GSA club is hating straight people, which obviously is not the case, Wait. and that's crazy to think of. So- but that was just the, their reputation as being... Like, quote-unquote, from what I've heard, like, snowflakes. Why I hate heteronormativity. It was talking about how Valentine's Day um, was a heteronormative holiday, and it was pushing... I can't remember. This was a long time ago, but that's all I can piece together. As a... As a... Preface this by saying I'm a straight man. Isn't Valentine's Day just about romance? Like... Isn't it just for everyone? What about Valentine's Day is straight? Like... I mean, so that's what why, like, 
what were kind of their arguments against like you know like valentine's day like i i think they were just saying that it was pushing this rhetoric of being heteronormative and um i mean i i don't know but i just know that after that video came out and there was other videos on that youtube channel and you could see the like to dislike ratio and it was crazy like all other videos were Uh, ratio essentially and i think it just put across this image um in ism as the gsa being unfavorable um and obviously that's not true like the gsa has so much potential and they need to kind of bring these issues to light, especially in a community like ISM. So I'm glad that you guys, you know, are kind of like dispelling these myths about, you know. Yeah. Like, honestly, I think it's like pretty unfortunate that those are like, those are the types of things or those, those are what people like think about the GSA because there's, I think like, for all those years, there's there could have been like so much potential and like so much progress, and I think the club could have like really established its presence at ISM, right? That was like five years ago. They had, you know, there's it's like a long time, and um, I think um, when I was uh actually when I was interviewing like people again for council, a lot of the feedback I got mostly was like, yeah, I was in the GSA last year, but like. They didn't really do anything, and like I wasn't really sure what the goals were, and like what 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 is this for? Like it's so disorganized, like all these things, and that's very, and then so it, I think that like played a part, and like I like a lot of kids in ISM viewing like, oh yeah, what's the GSA? They don't do anything anyway. What do they do? Make stickers? Like what? Like what's the point? Like just certain things like that that are like unfortunate, like unfortunately, like those were the perceptions of it, and like. What me and like the stickers? The the stickers were really cool. (laughs) I love those stickers. They had stickers. Yeah, well, one of the first things we're doing this year is actually like in October, so like LGBT, everyone else, like contribute in like in so many different aspects of society and just their sexuality, you know. So that's like one of the things we're doing. Oh, that's 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 not just like because I think when a lot of people hear like, Gay History Month, they think it's all about, like, I, I mean, I'm sure this is an important part of it, but they, I think they think it's all, oh, these people were, like, pride organizers, and, you know, uh, you know, I, I guess it's also really important to highlight how they've, you know, just contributed to all of the aspects of history, just just like straight people have. I, I think it clears up an important conception that people might have about You mentioned that people look differently at you if you do identify with the LGBT community, so could you speak on how that has it has had implications for your personal life like have you had to you know cut people off or lose friendships or even family members on the basis of you coming out and being unapologetic uh, i think most of my friends were still like old, my old school um which was like very very um conservative and very like against it so yeah, when I came out, I did receive, like, a lot of criticism from them, but also, like, from uh, my family and, like, my relatives, unfortunately. And, like, yeah, I don't think that has done me any good mentally. <laughs> and, um, yeah, um, I I, uh, I think that over the years, though, I'm pretty fortunate to have, like, developed, like, a decent support system and, like, um, uh certain people have come around and like certain people haven't but 
you know, it's okay. You don't need them. Um, I guess, I think another sort of thing that people say, but maybe isn't really understood is like the whole, uh, I guess, gender, like a lot, like a lot of people like to say gender is a continuum or is a spectrum. A or spectrum, yeah. Sexuality is a spectrum. Like, it, uh, uh, same question. To what extent do you think that's true versus just... What? To what extent? Yeah, you know, got a, yeah, the, the, you know, the command terms, the command <laughs> terms, right? But uh, yeah, but like, yeah, to, to what extent uh, do you think that that's true or just something that people say, uh, referring to two areas of knowledge? <laughs> I guess, like, um, yeah, I think I would honestly agree to a certain extent, like, gender is, like, a social construct just because, um, like, I feel as though, like, the reason why something is a social construct is because of people, right? So, like, if, like, if people weren't here, then, like, gender wouldn't really be... Like, I mean, I just want to differentiate between, like, gender sex, and sex and gender. Like, I just, yeah. Like, but also... Because you have to look at other cultures. Do you think you can Yeah, I was, was going to say that, like, even with the existence of other cultures... Like pre-colonial times, even in the Philippines, even in India, we see these. I'm not sure. I thought I talk about this today, so I don't know how accurate that is. But we see these mythological, um, not creatures, but characters or people in myths that were worshipped that were actually like third no, like gender people. Two spirits. So in the India, yeah, yeah in the India, yeah. you have like the Hijra, which is yeah, um, I've heard about that. like, yeah, like basically transgender people, and the same thing with. Um, Native American culture, two spirit. Is that what you were saying, David? I I, th- I think don't quote. Me I saw on that. a I jubilee video on this, like spectrum, and one of the guys was like, "Yeah, I'm two spirit," which is, uh, like a something just about the combination of two genders. Mm. Um, so that that brings up this entire conversation about how progressive certain countries were on gender and sex, and then, you know, the British or whoever the colonizers came and... Uh, Caden, because I feel like a lot of people don't understand. It's very confusing to a lot of people. You were talking earlier about the difference between sex and gender. Like, like, can you explain that further? Because for a lot of people, those two words mean the same thing. Yeah, I, I feel like, um, like, gender is something, like, you identify it with, and, like, sex is some is, like... Your, what do you call this? Like your bi- biological, like your yeah, you're like what you biologically are. So, so because like the, the way I the way I I understand it is like yeah, like gender is like sort of the social expectations kind of that are built around how somebody who is of a certain sex should like behave. Like if you have this these set of genitals, you should you know not wear skirts and you should wear pants and and that sort of thing. So it's like, the social construct, I guess, that's built around the biological fact of sex. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. I might, I might be wrong, but that's how I, yeah. I guess, understand it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, um, I was going to ask you one last question um, before I think we should wrap this up. Um, okay, so there's this debate, and I think that I've talked about this before, but... Um, it's this whole question of um, whether you're born knowing that 
you're a part of the LGBT community or whether you grow into that. Um, how would, yeah. And then after that, I have like another question. Yeah. Just how would you? Yeah. Um, well, I feel like that would, um, I think everyone's experience is pretty different. Like some people don't realize until they're like forties and some people realize when they're like 15, you know, it's like very, it's very different for a lot of people. Um, so I think it's really a case by case basis thing. I think you can, I think it can be both. I I think it's not really, I think it really depends on the person. And then my next question was going to talk about, I was on the Daily Mail the other day, which is the worst source of news. And I saw this one thing that was talking about the whole concept of de-transitioning. Um, yeah. And if this is a question that you would want to answer, because I think that this is actually a debate. Um, people say that if you are of a certain age, so for example, if you're under 18, you shouldn't have that option to transition because you're not aware of it i personally don't agree but how what is your take on that do you think it's a valid response or yeah i don't think it's a valid response at all just because i think um like when people really like of course like i'm not gonna say like like doing hrt or like doing or medically transitioning is something to be taken lightly it's obviously not like it's very life-changing and a lot of the changes are very like irreversible. So I like obviously like it should it should be taken seriously. But like one thing I think people should make sure of is to have like a lot of like I guess like therapy or a lot of tests to really figure out like if this is really before like making any altercations like permanent altercations to your body, right? But wow. then a lot of times like. Where they say, I guess the argument is like, oh yeah, kids like don't really know themselves. Like, how do they, how do they, like, like how can they make this such like big life changing decision? But I think um, what they really have to understand is like if the kid has gone through like a lot of screening and harm, like and therapy, and then and they're like, you know, they've done all of that. I think they should, you know, be allowed and considered, and because a lot of these. It shouldn't really be like a case by case thing, right? Because a lot of times, um, uh, for a lot of transgender people, I think hormone therapy like can even like I don't know. I, this might sound, I guess, I don't. I don't want to call it like dramatic, but I think it can be like a life or life or death thing sometimes. Because I, 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 I mean, it's it's not. It's pretty known that like the transgender suicide rate is like extremely high compared to to the rest yeah, of the population, yeah. right? So I think that's another thing to consider like their mental health of like what will what like what would happen to them if they were deprived of this sort of like healthcare. Understandable, yeah, that's a really good response. Um before we wrap this up, do you have any last things that you wanna say, maybe to any naysayers or just in general? Um I guess like one thing I guess I can speak on this later. But I guess one thing I can say um, this year, like I guess in regards to GSA, is that you know we're really doing our best to like, I guess you could say revamp or like establish at least establish like um, that community in ISM, which I feel like hasn't been really solid like solidly been established before. 
So yeah, we hope to like hopefully change with like perceptions or negative stereotypes the community might have. Okay, um, thank you so much for coming on today. And we will see you guys in our next episode. Thanks for watching.